If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, like, and share so we can find others like yourself. Welcome to the Bitcoin Basics podcast with your hosts, Faris and Gordon from CoinCompass.com, enabling you to safely buy and securely store your Bitcoins. All resources are in the show notes and description, including our disclaimer. Visit BitcoinBasicsPodcast.com to subscribe and discover other free content. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us again for Bitcoin Basics Podcast. Today is the 27th of October. We are recording at UTC time, 3.36 a.m. And our proof of recording, so the Bitcoin um, price according to Bitstamp is $13,080. And the block height at the moment, we're at block 654,420. Now, Gordon, we kind of just got in touch with each other today and decided there's big news we should be reporting on. What is going on? Well, besides the Bitcoin price and the fact that we may be at the start of a new Bitcoin uh, bull market, yeah, this news hasn't been covered a lot by the Bitcoin media, which I find surprising because it's probably the biggest uh, adoption news ever. There's an article a couple of days ago, PayPal launches new service enabling users to buy, hold, and sell cryptocurrency. So that is enormous and has enormous implications. There are some positives and some negatives. So how about I switch to screen share? Okay. So we're going to link to this article. I'm just going to read a small portion of it that Gordon's highlighted here on the screen. We are eager to work with central banks and regulators around the world to offer our support and to meaningfully contribute to shaping the role that digital currencies will play in the future of global finance and commerce. Now, Gordon, this is a direct quote from PayPal President and CEO. Uh, What's your take on this? Yeah, I think it's interesting. Obviously, PayPal has been interested in digital currencies for a while, but I think the fact that they mentioned central banks is... uh, really significant. Um, The rise of uh, central bank digital currency or CBDC is a buzzword that's been going around the internet for the last uh, couple of months. And the fact that PayPal is uh, sort of recognizing that, I guess, is extremely significant. Just a reminder, PayPal in the past has been a member of the Libra project, we discussed on a podcast before, and I'll link that one in the show notes as well. So that was PayPal's venture to uh, create effectively a a Libra coin. Um, PayPal Labs also around about six to 12 months ago were going to implement or at least researching their own blockchain. So it looks like they've pretty much given up on that, which is interesting in itself. And PayPal has a history. I'm not the biggest fan of PayPal. Uh, They have frozen people's accounts. We remember way back in, I think it was 2012, 2013, when the WikiLeaks things came out and they banned, or they at least froze uh, donations. So basically PayPal has kind of been a bit of an enemy to Bitcoiners and anyone dealing with Bitcoin or crypto, they've basically frozen those accounts. So I guess this is a huge endorsement of uh, uh, the inevitable rise of digital currencies and PayPal saying, well, it's inevitable. We may as well get on board. So in my mind, so better, sooner, better, later. Sorry. What's the, what's, what's the, uh, what's the analogy? Um, do you mean better late than never? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. So in my mind, better late than never. What's your take? Well, this was interesting. So, um, yeah, I'm not, 
I mean, we've seen PayPal in the past trail say that, yes, they're going to support cryptocurrencies and then not. Um, that, actually, that has happened, hasn't it? They were on board with Bitcoin at one point and then they pulled the plug. Because I know Microsoft and a few others did. Was PayPal ever part of that basket? No, I, don't, I don't think so, no. They weren't. Okay, so I'm not remembering that accurately. Um, but look, for me, what was interesting in this article is why are they mentioning central banks? I do know that central banks, a lot of them are looking to digital currencies. Now, digital currencies are very different to Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Um, but yeah, an educational platform for banks. So I, my take is that they're looking at two very different things. One is allowing merchants um, to receive Bitcoin is one aspect. And the other aspect with central banks, I'm fine. I don't know what the thinking is behind that. Um, a, I really don't see what differences digital currencies are going to make. It's just a new platform, but on an existing system. Um, we pretty much run digital currencies as it is. Um, and the other is <laughs> the limited experience I have with government officials is they're, the higher up they are, the less they ask for help. And central banks, I don't see asking anyone for help with um, you know, running their currencies. So yeah, I don't know. I found that interesting. I don't know what the rationale behind that was. Oh yeah, I mean, central banks will do whatever they want. They're not gonna need PayPal uh, at all. But I think PayPal's just trying to get into the game. They're gonna be in two, three, say five years time, they're gonna be all kinds of corporate coins, central bank digital coins, other cryptocurrencies and whatnot. And PayPal just wants to get in the game. I think it's that simple. And when, uh, for example, the US dollar or the, the digital dollar comes out, uh, PayPal might be one of the wallets. So they may be one of the official wallets that the Federal Reserve says, yes, you can send your unemployment benefits to a PayPal wallet. So I think it's probably just that simple that PayPal's getting in the game. And PayPal makes most of their, money's, most of their money from fees. Um, in, quarter, in the second quarter of 2020, PayPal did $222 billion in processing. Yeah. That's significant. And this, this is huge on several aspects as well. So one is I was listening to today, actually, um, on Real Vision uh, interview with uh, Raul Paul, where basically he's talking about Bitcoin and he's turned very bullish for Bitcoin. And he sees Bitcoin today short, medium, and long-term. And he's comparing it to what the baby boomers opportunity was in the early 80s, where you could buy US bonds. If you look at a chart of US bonds from the 80s, um, that basically was just a you know retirement moneymaker play. You just bought bonds and you held on to them since the mid 80s, you would be laughing. He's, he's saying this is our generational opportunity for that. Saying so it's very simple, you just buy Bitcoin. Um, he says, don't get cute by trying to trade around it. You just go out and you buy it directly. And I think that's something that, you know, 50 years from now, 100 years from now, people will find that unbelievable. You mean you could just buy Bitcoin directly? Because when we stop mining them uh, or when the new supply stops coming out, um, you'll have to earn your Bitcoins. You'll have to provide a service or a good in return for Bitcoins. So I think the fact that today you can just go out and buy this thing at $10,000 when mathematically it could have an upside of $400,000 or even as Raul Paul, Raul Paul believes, a million dollars per Bitcoin, you just go out and you buy it. And that is an opportunity that is still unfathomable to a lot of people. 
Yeah, it's the risk versus reward. It's uh, it's yeah. There's there's a bit of risk, but the reward certainly outdoes that. Um, and and the going going back to the PayPal thing, and and we don't want to get bogged down to the details and look at the bigger picture. But I think if we just read the next two quotes, just to put sort of things into perspective. Yep. So I'll read the uh, another quote here from the article, and this is um, subtitled "Building Understanding and Adoption of Cryptocurrency." To increase consumer understanding and adoption of cryptocurrency, the company is introducing the ability to buy, hold, and sell select cryptocurrencies, initially featuring Bitcoin, Ethereum, Bitcoin Cash, and Litecoin directly within the PayPal digital wallet. Wow, Gordon, do you know of anyone who's trying to teach people about how to buy and sell Bitcoin securely? No, I'm not, Faris. I only <laughs> wish there were. Uh, good plug for CoinCompass.com. Um <laughs> So again, uh, you know, I, I understand why a lot of Bitcoiners aren't getting too excited about this because it's just like another exchange. You put your, put you, you basically put your money or deposit your money, buy Bitcoin on an exchange like a PayPal wallet, and then you buy Bitcoin. But you don't hold the keys. You don't hold these private keys, which basically means you don't own them. So, I, I totally understand where uh, Bitcoin is coming from, and they're not sort of so excited about this. But uh, there was actually an article, another article that I will link in the show notes, which actually came from an updated FAQ from the PayPal site, which basically explains everything. So on the FAQ, PayPal says you can only hold the cryptocurrency that you buy on your PayPal account. Additionally, the cryptocurrency in your account cannot be transferred to other accounts on or off your PayPal. So as we say, not your keys, not your coins. If you don't have access to your private keys, which is effectively like a password to unlock your Bitcoins. You don't own your coins. The exchange own your coins. And lastly, PayPal says on the FAQ, you own the cryptocurrency you buy on PayPal, which goes against uh, what we just said, but will not be provided with a private key. PayPal suggests this restriction to a loss prevention tactic. So again, uh, nothing on the surface to be super excited about. Um, I see it just like another exchange. However, I am excited purely because it's PayPal. PayPal yes. is an enormous processing uh, partner. They have um, 350 million users, 26 million merchants. So yes, people aren't effectively storing their own Bitcoin when they buy them and they can't transfer it out of PayPal, but it gives them exposure to Bitcoin. And especially when these central bank digital coins come along and you're getting your unemployment benefits or whatever from your government, you've got it in your PayPal account, convert them to Bitcoin if you're allowed to do that, which is another question. It gives you exposure to Bitcoin. No, you're not holding the keys. No, technically you don't own Bitcoin. If you want to sell your Bitcoin, you would have to sell it back into US dollar or your currency and deposit it into your bank. But you're getting exposure to it. So I see it as a huge adoption, a huge on-ramp, at least to get Bitcoin into the mainstream. You know, PayPal is effectively yeah. admitting that Bitcoin is not only for ransomware, for hacking, for money laundering. PayPal now is saying, no, actually, Bitcoin is, is a legitimate currency. I couldn't agree more with you, Gordon. And yeah, I can see where the criticisms come from Bitcoin insiders. But again, 
you know, and this is what we've been trying to do is educating people um, about Bitcoin, whereas everyone who's been in this space for a long time, um, they're miles or they're light years away in what they know about Bitcoin, whereas many people still don't understand that you can buy a fraction of a Bitcoin. And I think this is huge. I think this is huge news because PayPal, like you say, gives Bitcoin credibility. And yes, all right, you can only own Bitcoins within PayPal. You can't pull them out, but this is giving such huge credibility to Bitcoin. I think this is massive for mainstream adoption. So should someone buy uh, $10,000 worth of Bitcoin on PayPal or should they uh, buy it on an exchange and then move it to their own cold storage device? Okay. Answer first, don't buy $10,000 on PayPal because you will not own your Bitcoins. PayPal own them. The second one, it depends on your situation. Please call us. That's what we're here to help. So head across to bit, uh, coincompass.com, a shameless plug for Ferris and my consulting business. But that's effectively what we do. We teach you and hold your hand on how to buy safely and secure your Bitcoins. And yeah, I guess just to sum up, and then I'll let you have a, a final say. Um, even though there are a lot of Bitcoin haters out there saying this is absolutely nothing news, you can't own your Bitcoin, not your keys, not your coins. I understand that. But again, as we said, people are getting exposure, potential exposure to Bitcoin. They're understanding Bitcoin. And hey, they might buy $100 worth of Bitcoin on their PayPal wallet. But then they'll realize that they can't exchange it. The, they can't actually withdraw it. They can't transfer it to their friends. And like, well, why don't I just buy Bitcoin on exchange? That seems like a better idea. So I see this as an enormous on-ramp for Bitcoin. Um, not so much for the merchant adoption. Now, PayPal saying that you can buy Bitcoin with products and services. I, I don't really think that's going to take off. Um, I mean, if so you've got... You mean, so when you say buy Bitcoin with products and services, you mean buy products and services using Bitcoin? Yes, so, yep. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, PayPal sort of touted <clears throat> this. Uh, now you have access to 26 million merchants. If you've got Bitcoin, you can buy things directly with Bitcoin. But if you've already got US dollar in your PayPal account, why wouldn't you just use US dollar? And to me, that doesn't make a lot of sense. So yeah, marketing, advertising, spreading the word, adoption, I, I see this all as bullish for Bitcoin. And uh, once these uh, central bank digital coins come out, I think that will even further um, yeah. basically educate people on, okay, there are different kinds of currencies. Uh, Bitcoin, I can actually use independently. No one can control it. No one can censor it. No one can freeze my account like they can with PayPal. Yeah. Uh, Bitcoin is simply a better money. So I, I just see this as bullish, hugely bullish. Yeah. And another thing that we've heard um, with the potential is, um, so sovereign digital currencies. So say we all basically just get rid of our, our, our banks and we have a bank account tied directly to a central bank. So you don't need to go to, you know, Citibank or um, HSBC or something like that. It's tied directly to the government. They set up a digital wallet. They can then erode or slightly decay the value of your coins in your digital wallet. Because we talked about this in the past that um, cash um, actually has, um, you pay a utility tax on it in that the purchasing power goes down because of inflation. Governments can do this with their digital currencies because they're controlling the wallet. With Bitcoin, that doesn't happen. So this really, to me, if we do move to sovereign digital currencies, we are now looking at Bitcoin becoming the gold equivalent, where it is a store of value. They can't touch it. 
I think that point, Faris, is excellent and can't be underestimated. Let's take, for example, a, a Fed coin in, in two, three years' time, and they give, they're giving you your you know, universal basic income, unemployment benefits, whatever you want to talk, talk whatever you want to call it, uh, because the robots and machines have taken over 95% of jobs. And so they're giving you your monthly salary, say $2,000. There's going to probably be a lot of restrictions on that $2,000. You can't probably buy Bitcoin with it. Probably what you can do, and as Faris said, there's probably some sort of um, uh, a limited window. So, for example, you might only be able to spend that within one month, maybe two months, but one month. And also you might, because it's digital, that can completely control how you're going to spend it. So you may only be able to spend it at certain by certain products, certain services, obviously pay your taxes and your utilities, but you may not be able to do many things with that digital dollar, unlike cash so and, and Bitcoin, of course. So I think this, this future is inevitable and it sounds sort of uh, dystopian and uh, we, we sound really negative, but of course... The answer is is Bitcoin. And um, if you buy Bitcoin, not through PayPal, through an exchange, um, whether that's privately or publicly, and move those coins onto a device, your wallet, your uh, cold storage device, you own those coins. And at the end of the day, this really comes down to custodianship, ownership, who owns those coins. Whoever owns them controls the coins. If you have your coins on coin, on Coinbase, Binance, Bitstamp, uh, PayPal, digital wallet, or, or whatever, FedCoin wallet, when they come out, they might even accept Bitcoin deposits. Who knows? You don't own your coins. So Bitcoin is a bearer asset. The sooner people realize that, the better. And uh, that's my rant. Faris, how about you end up so I stop talking? No, no, that's brilliant. I couldn't agree more. And these are, I know me and Gordon seem very excited and at the moment, and we... We do forget, we kind of need to put some fear into people that if you want to get into Bitcoin, look, it is simple to buy it, but owning it is different. So if you don't know how to own your Bitcoins, how to hold them, then you're just renting them and someone else actually has ownership. So that's why we started this business. This is why we just want to help people get into Bitcoin created by the people for the people. Couldn't agree more. And last but not least, don't, if you want to buy $10,000 worth of Bitcoin, as Farah said before, don't buy it all at once. You may time it perfectly and that's good luck for you, but you might time it horribly, the market, and lose a lot of your Bitcoin straight away. So don't buy all at once. Do something called dollar cost averaging, DCA. I will link to our series where we actually interviewed three different DCA companies and you can sign up to any of them. That removes the risk and volatility from uh, your Bitcoin purchases so that you're accumulating over a long time. Now, Gordon, are we actually done or do you want a third, last but not least? No, no, that's, that's, uh, <laughs> that, that's it from me. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you for tuning in, everybody. And uh, yeah, please go to BitcoinBasicsPodcast.com and you can find everything you need to know about us there. Including asking a question if you want to ask us subscribing to our youtube channel especially if you're listening to this on a podcast we actually do have a lot of visuals and whatnot so please head across there and subscribe thanks everyone thanks faris thanks for watching or listening please visit coincompass.com free to register to our socials and discover other free content subscribing liking and following helps this content remain ad free until next time